When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated and best enhancement sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Speaking of handsome, I'm Jay Zawoski with oh. Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Lawrence is at the dials. We call this the A-Team. We are here to kick some ass and look at the table with the, the visage of one Marion Hosa just... I think that book is glowing. Honest to God, I touched it, and I felt like a shock of electricity come through my body. Yeah. And I am a born-again hosin. It literally, when you open it, it's like the, the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. There's a <laughs> yes. light, and then like you hear angels sing. Ah. It's, yeah, it's, it's rather uh, inspiring. I do have to say, though, uh, when I first saw the title of our podcast today, Our Ring of Honor, I was like, finally, we're going wrestling. to do our wrestling, wrestling podcast. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not yet. Still pushing for that one. CHO it, wrestling at some point. Dude, if we do a podcast on 90s wrestling, I'm the guy. Before I, I after, we have about, we're going to have to get a bigger We got set. a dozen I'm the guys for that one. Here's, yeah, for here's sure. Jay's weekly feature on Tatanka. I mean, <laughs> feel free to tune in to last night's CHO Bears after I dark. did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brown, Brown. Greatest European champ awesome. of all time. Nation of domination. Can he still do the, the head wiggle? Well, we asked him to frog splash Carm at the, at the next tailgate. We'll see if, <laughs> nice. if we can if get Carm him If Carm doesn't there. want to do it, I'll volunteer for the fl- oh, frog splash. Uh, he, he said that you just have to sign a waiver, whoever okay. decides to do it. <laughs> All right, so. just don't let him pile drive us. It's a yeah. simple waiver. Because uh, so, I think, like, as a, as a youth, I used to go to metal shows, and I get headbanged very easily. If I do this, like, three headbangs now, I need to sit down. Mm-hmm. I just can't move my head that frequently anymore. So yeah, uh, hopefully D'Lo Brown can still do the, the head wiggle, which was – a great little taunt that he did. I mean, but he is a serious Bears fan, though. It's awesome. Yeah, like it's I was yeah. impressed. Like, because sometimes you pull these guys on from out of town, like, oh, I'm a diehard Bears fan. What do you think of the game? Oh, I thought Jay Cutler looked great. Like, they, just, <laughs> they aren't actual fans. They just kind of wear yeah. it as a badge of honor. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, current yeah. WWE uh, U.S. champion, oh. I believe he's a huge Bears mm-hmm. fan as well. Oh, well, we got to get him on. I'll talk uh, to him. Please like refer to him Kevin as Patrick. Becky Lynch's husband, please. Yeah, they were yeah, both at one of the games earlier this year. They were at uh, one of the Bears. I think it was uh, the Thursday night game. They got to get. Oh, I'm sorry to them. That's yeah, too bad. You know, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he's, don't go to a nationally televised he's, Bears game. He's, he's, he should idea. know. He's from Davenport, <laughs> Iowa, so he's grown up in it. There was actually that one WrestleMania match. He wore the orange and blue yep. uh, tights. That was recently, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, four or five years Seth ago. Seth yeah. freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Let's Rollins go. is a Bears fan. So he likes being disappointed just like the rest of us. I uh, well, I used to work at a sports radio station in Milwaukee many years ago, and uh, the WWE was in Milwaukee. He was the Money in the Bank champion at that time, and he came in to do our morning show and just got roasted for being a Bears fan on a on a Packers <laughs> oh, station. Yeah, he was a good sense. sport about it, but yeah, it was it was well, it was pretty fun. I don't think they'll be calling him anytime soon. How the tides have no. turned, my friends. I yes. don't think so. All right, we should, let's talk about some hockey, I guess. I we guess have to. it is a Blackhawks. Uh, so as today is release day for Marion Hosa's book, uh, creatively t- titled Hosa, um, 
We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about our proposed Ring of Honor candidates. Uh, but first, we've got some news to get to. Greg, you did the legwork today. You were a practice, so why don't you update the good people on the latest Blackhawks news? Yeah, there was lots of little interesting things. Um, Tyler Johnson, when I got to the rink a few minutes before practice, was out skating on his own. Great. He's still a little ways from actually being ready, but the fact that he was in a walking boot four or five days ago yeah. to skating mm-hmm. is good. After practice, um, Luke Richardson had mentioned that both Seth Jones and Alex Stalock skated on their own as well for the first time today, so that's good news on the front there. We're almost, what, we're at two weeks? I think we're for about a week, at least a week, week and a half into... Saturday, a week ago Saturday, so like we're close to like the halfway point of that yeah. three-week. But, I mean, Seth is dealing with a thumb injury, so that shouldn't prevent you from skating. No. Um, to stay in shape. So that that's good news. Um Stay locked. Do too. we call him Seth Freakin' Jones now? <laughs> we can. People call him that in the opposite way yeah. it's meant, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then uh, our goalie situation, Dylan Wells, cleared waivers. He's back in Rockford. Arvid Soderblom, Peter Mrazek both had the nets today. They're good to go. Peter Mrazek was removed from IR yesterday. Uh, Luke Richardson said it was kind of a dehydration issue with Soderblom in Winnipeg. I'd have to go back and listen to it again, but he, he went on something about the benches and they weren't able to get ice in his water bottle and he overheated. In, Winni- they, in Winnipeg? Yeah, I, I, I no don't know. No ice in Winnipeg. That's no ice. But they, I don't know. There was some reason that they couldn't keep his water bottle cold enough or something. It was dehy- He was dehydrated. So they told him that they played it safe. They, they sat him out for the period. Nothing serious. As far as this weekend goes... Uh, they'll both play a game. Soda Bloom will play one game. Mrazek will play one or the other. He said he was going to let Jimmy Waite kind of dip into the matchups and see what goalie has better success or or the opposite and, and to, before they uh, before they make their mind on who starts one. I would think Soda Bloom will start in L.A. just because he just beat them. He just played He's the so Kings good against and them and give Mrazek yeah. some more time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that That's would be my guess if I was going to go, if there was a bet on the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook app about who starts uh, Thursday night's game in Los Angeles, I would be putting my money on Arvid Soderblom. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um do we do? I got you know he made it public. Yeah. So um, question in the chat about yeah. uh, updates on Jackson Stauber. We don't have any updates on that as far as uh, yeah. information we have from the Ice Hogs. Uh, he left his last game after taking a puck off the mask that apparently yeah, he, ev- affected. He didn't. He didn't play at all face. this past weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Mitchell Weeks played. Wells going back will uh, allow. Wells and, and Weeks to be the goalie tandem, but uh, our our man Joey Z would have been our contact about uh, Jackson Stauber, but he uh, made it public today that uh, he is actually leaving uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs organization. Um, seems like it is a mutual separation between both sides. Uh, he reached out to us personally um, a couple of days ago, letting us know that it was going to be the case. Uh, we don't know what happened. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, he's no longer with the organization. It's sad because we're you know we've we've gotten to know Joey over the years. Uh, he is a tremendous broadcaster. He's a tremendous guy uh, in PR world, the communications world. 
uh, just a really, you know, good person to, to, to know and have uh, worked with. So uh, sad to see him, him go. One of, you know, he did a couple broadcasts for the uh, radio booth for the Blackhawks mm-hmm. last season as they were cycling through their, their TV auditions and whatnot. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. He's, he's one of the best. So uh, I know he'll land on his feet uh, in no time, I'm sure. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of getting to work a lot of close, pretty close with Joey the past four or five years covering the AHL. Uh, it's a tremendous loss for the organization yeah, because huge. he does so much. He's not just a top-notch play-by-play guy, yeah. but he wore so many hats down there, did the, the communications, did the media relations, did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I seriously, there's some nights that I, I wonder if, like, the lights would have even been gotten turned on at the BMO if mm-hmm. Joey didn't show up. One of the nicest guys I have met in any in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's tough, but I know he's going to land on his feet real soon, and wherever he goes, he's going to do a great job. If you're in the market for yeah, a seriously. fantastic play-by-play guy that can do all the PR needs you need, you should have hired him yesterday. Uh, so, you know, hopefully... I mean, I know on a personal level, I won't lose touch with him. He's somebody that I consider a friend and a colleague, but I'm sure uh, hopefully he can land somewhere that we can still tap into his brain and, and his personality on the show from time to time. He's a tremendous broadcaster. Absolutely. Uh, and like I always thought when we would talk to him, my mind would wander as he would sort of talk about the stuff he does. How does one man do all that? And then for it, for him to leave for whatever reason it was, like two weeks into the season, it's crazy. Yeah, they've got to be reeling, and yeah, they've got odd, a lot it's of odd timing. If yeah. someone's I, looking for a quality hockey person and a quality human being, yes. Joey's easy. There's a lot of guys that, that are in the in the media, not only uh, like you know the journalism side and the broadcasting side that take on hockey as because they have to. It's a way in. You know, you do yeah. the hockey beat for two years and then maybe get the Bears beat, or you right. or you broadcast hockey for a couple of years and then maybe. You know, you can go work and do basketball or football, something you want to do. Joey Z loves hockey. Mm-hmm. He's a hockey guy. So if you if you've got a you know you want a guy that knows the game and and as well as broadcasting it, he's he's the guy to hire. So you know, and yeah, there I know there's been no there hasn't even been an official announcement from the Ice Hogs about it, but Joey went public with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who they had fill in over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch those games. I know. I think it was the. Um, I know they had the steal at play by play guy for yeah. a couple. I know our buddy Joe Brand at WGN is going to be doing a couple of games. I think he said the home and home series with the Wolves. Um, so you know, good, good for Joe. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for Joe, who deserves a shot. Uh, he is f- far more than just your pregame post game yeah, guy. Yeah, he's great. He's he's so good for him. So you know, Oakland product. Yeah, good, good, another good dude. So you know, if 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 it comes out that it helps Joe Brand, that's a good thing too. Another good person taking advantage of an opportunity. But uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say you know we're wishing our best to Joey Z, no and we'll mm-hmm. keep you updated on, on where he lands, and we'll be following closely. Definitely. Um, all right. Before we get to uh, our our Ring of Honor. Uh, we want to tell you about a couple of our sponsors, but first about our next tailgate this Sunday, Woo. Chicago versus Detroit, 8.30 to noon, right near the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan. Goose Island bringing the brewskis. 
We're going to have food. We're going to have music. We're going to have dancing. We're going to have fun. It is a great time. And if you follow us on social media, and you should be at CHGO Sports and this show at CHGO underscore Blackhawks, you've seen the videos and the photos of the tailgates. It is such a wonderful time. Good time. So go to allchgo.com. Get your tickets there. You do need tickets to the tailgate, but not to the game. Don't think you need Bears tickets to attend the tailgate. You don't need tickets to the game. But to get in, you need tickets to the CHGO tailgate. Do that at allchgo.com. Come drink some delicious Goose Island beers with us. Drink some, Eat some delicious food and hang out with us uh, from 830 till noon before Bears and Lions. Oh! Well, if you if you do, that was fun, Jay. But if you do buy tickets to our awesome Chicago Detroit tailgate, and you do want to go to the Chicago Detroit professional <laughs> football match, yes, uh, we've got that cover too. You yes, should go ahead do. over to Game Time. Our good buddies, our pals over at Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in the seats that you thought you never could? Well, Game Time can make it happen. You want to sit at center ice. You want to sit right behind the penalty box at a United Center game. You want to sit in the 50-yard line for Chicago-Detroit this Sunday? Well, it's possible with game time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. That's the key with game time. Wait it out. That's my advice because the closer it gets to game time, the cheaper the prices are. They fall as you get closer. So if there's a Blackhawks game you want to go to, maybe you want to go see Marion Hosa. That's probably the one game you're not going to save a ton of money on. Be a tough ticket, but, but you can still get. Here's the good thing about game time: eighty four bucks gets you in the door. That's for host tonight. That's about twenty thirty bucks cheaper than I was it was. Say, a week that's or so. better yep. than it was. Yeah. And here's the best part: you want to go to that host game, and you see a ticket at, uh, at the same section, cheaper price on another site. Let game time know they'll match it. That's yep. how great they are. So if you love CHGO. You'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching live on YouTube, scroll down. On your way down, smash that like button. Hit that big thumbs up for us, please. That gives us a big boost. And then you'll see the link <laughs> for game time. And no matter where you're listening, even on where you consume your favorite podcast, you'll see the link in the podcast description. Click on that link. Buy all your tickets. No matter where you're going, use game time. Every ticket. And you will save a ton of cash, and you won't find a better deal anywhere on the secondary market. Speaking of deals, thirteen bucks to see the Hurricanes on the fourteenth, and bucks seventeen bucks to boo the St. Louis Blues on the sixteenth. Nice game time prices let's, for let's, Hawks. Let's buy. Let's buy up all those Blues tickets so so the guys in in uh, uh, jean shorts and camouflage hats don't get in from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Though they're all jumping off the bandwagon down there anyway cuz yeah. their team sucks. They That's suck, true. but Yeah, you know, don't game, segue from that. Game time <laughs> is not the only place where you can save yourself some uh, some money. You can also save yourself some money and some energy by signing up with ComEd and their energy efficiency program which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. 
<laughs> it's, it's it's not directed to say that, uh, but I I, I, I liked it. I, I liked made it. a creative choice. Put some pizzazz on it. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to, to energy and more saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about the network of lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor and outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost effective than before. Uh, I know I always get the uh, energy efficiency reports in the mail with my ComEd bill. Um, I'm not the most efficient, yeah, I'll be no. honest. I, yeah, some of your neighbors are more efficient. Well, I know, but I, I'm doing my best. Don't judge me. I will say, though, <laughs> I, I am proud to be more efficient than the average neighbor. Yeah, so I'm in the good, At I least, think, at least that, at. yeah. I get a smiley face. I try. I try hard. Uh, and if you're going to try hard, make sure to go to comed.com slash poweringbiz to start saving money and energy. You can also... Call the number 855-433-2700. And for more information, you can email them as well. Businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. All right. I am uh, literally, as we speak, arranging an interview with... Marion Hosa. The man himself. Wow. So... What? Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing final yet, but... Keep your eye on I like, uh, Friday, I like November eighteenth. Oh my gosh! Okay, should we? <laughs> so keep your eye on. Are that. we able to read a bit from the book? <laughs> no, we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Can't give any of it away. We got to stay in the good graces. All right. Um, all right. So today's the book. Go buy it if you have not. From the lovely people at Triumph Books. Someone else I know wrote a book for them. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Tad Bramford. Uh, him too. <laughs> yes. Tad, the, Tad Bramford did write a book for Triumph. Um, so that's today. November 20th is the retirement ceremony for Marion Hosa. So lifted into the rack. Because the book is out today, we figured, you know what? His numbers get retired, but there's going to be a lot of people who will never get that honor for the Hawks. When we talked to Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner a few weeks ago, we actually asked the question, um, is there a, you know, a ring of honor kind of in the works? And, and here's what they had to say uh, during our interview. With our centennial anniversary coming up, I think it's actually a perfect sort of deadline for us to get this in order. Because if you actually think about not only the, the last three cups and, and the amount of players that contributed to that and how to honor them, but there was also some really important eras throughout history that we've had amazing players and how do we connect each of those eras together and make that part of the Blackhawk experience. So. Um, we're in planning stages. I'm not sure if it will take the form of a ring of honor or a hall of fame or whatever it might be, but I do think we will formalize how we recognize and honor um, our, our great players. And, and I think that will, that will involve a lot of, you know, committee work to make sure we, it's a good process. Um, we'll find a way for fans to be able to participate and engage in that because you're absolutely right. It, it's a great problem to have where we have so many people to honor. Um, you know, now we just have to make sure we do it right and really make it, make it special. So here's how we thought about handling this. All right. So we were talking before the show. We're each going to pick three guys, one from different eras. So we're going to go 1980 and before will be our first era. Second era, this dreamed up by Mario beautifully, uh, 1980 to the 2004 lockout. 
and then we'll go from post-lockout to present. So we're each going to pick one player from each era to join the Ring of Honor. Now, we need to qualify this. Hypothetical inaugural cast. Yes. Now, there's a couple guys that we all agree deserve to have their numbers retired, and it seems like it's not going to happen, but they should be the first two that get their numbers in the Ring of Honor. That is Jeremy Roenick, and that is Steve Larmer. Mm -hmm. In whichever order you want to put them in, for me, I have more of a connection to Roenick um, just because of when I came in and whatever. But both of them, I think, have very valid arguments to have their numbers retired. Both of them should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. So we're just going to put them in already. So they're off our lists. So I'm tired of starting. I hate picking the four. They are the unanimous uh, they are in. Yeah. I mean, it's they should have their number retired. Yes. They gave Ronix's number away right away. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising. And multiple times. Yeah. Same with Larmer. Same with Larmer. Yeah. Like and it, very quickly. Look, I know there's probably stuff that we don't know, right? Sure. There is probably no. some things said behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> no, we, yeah. Uh, there are probably some things that pro- I'm talking probably probably more is talking about Ronick in this. Yeah. Where bridges may have been burned and things may have been said, but when you consider one of the numbers that's already up there and one of them that is in emblazoned on Madison Avenue, Madison Street, Madison Street. Um, I don't want to hear it. You know, mm-hmm. if that guy is still being honored, yeah. then if Jeremy Roenick was snippy one day or whatever, he should be honored as well because he did a ton to get a new generation, me and you guys, into the Blackhawks, right? He was the coolest guy in hockey. He was an electrifying player. Mm-hmm. He's got 500 goals. Like everything, every box that you would check to be in the Hall of Fame and to have your number retired, Ronick checks it, mm-hmm. yeah. except for Stanley Cups. And obviously we know that number two is going to be retired one day. Eric Weinrich, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And Boris oh, Wino. <laughs> yep. I loved Wino. He was and so uh, we know number seven is going in the rafters for both Chelios and Seabrook yep. and Everett Santapass. Um Nin- Obviously, 19 1988 and are going up there. Kyle Calders, um, you Trey know, Murray. Trey Murray. Yeah, lots of go- lots of those guys. Actually, do you do do you do Taves? Mur- oh, Sorry, the I saw the host of book and things excited. just popped up and it flip, <laughs> flip over my computer. Um, the Troy awesome. Murray, I had not thought of this. If they retire 19, they might put Troy's number up there too. Yeah, maybe. That's kind of if if you're. I mean, Chelios was a better player than Murray and probably more impactful to the organization as a player. Yeah. But you look at Troy's contributions post-career. Oh, yeah. I think you could see well, a double 19 As, as there. far as, you know, yeah, representative of the of the team, organization, yeah. uh, uh, ambassador for the team. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I could see that. I'd have zero issue with that. Otherwise, if you're not, if you're only going to do it for Taves, then Troy Murray is with their, uh, with Larmer and Roenick in the first induction into the Ring of Honor. No doubt. Sure. No yep. doubt. I mean, you talk about a lifer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a guy who went on elsewhere and won a cup with yeah. Colorado. And there, but And there's a lot of guys, you know, your Eddie old checks would be an easy add to this. But we're, yeah. So, but, so we know those four numbers. Two, seven, ni- 19, and 88 are going to be retired. Yeah. And 81. 81, 81 is, right. is getting retired here in a few days. You know, other than that, the only one that we kind of talked would be 50 for Corey Crawford. Mm-hmm. You know, he's borderline. Yeah. But, you know, our logic is it's number 50. Who the hell is ever going to want to wear that again anyway? 
Like if you're a goaltender in Chicago, you're going to ask for number 50. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted right, that. Yeah. So just like taking away number 50 for the rest of time is not really hurting anything. It's yeah. not a popular number in it's, any position. It's, it's not a skater's number all that much, what if, if at all. What if Mike and Singletary has a grandson and he's really good at hockey and wants to come <laughs> play? Maybe. Screw him. He's not Corey Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, uh, never mind. There's a whole football <laughs> locker room. I'm going to drop his it. breezers in front of the team. <laughs> All right. So shall we get to the guys we want? Yes. Yeah. Before, why don't we start this with, goes completely off? Let's the start with the uh, the Karpatsev. old the old timers. You want to start with Karpatsev? That's what Narfin. Oh uh, yeah. boy. R.I.P. in peace. Twenty five. Was he twenty five? Fifty two. Oh, can we get I a transcript of Pat there, Foley's okay. rant and yeah, raise it? The raise rant, it to yeah, the yeah, we can put the rant in the ring of honor. <laughs> that should be the Foley banner. Yeah, yeah. it's just that rant, <laughs> oh, and then like yes, Pat please. Foley with a microphone next to Perfect. it. Perfect. Um, yeah. That's Speaking of Pat Foley, are they going to release an audio uh, book version of the Hosa book read by Pat? Foley? I want to hear that. Hosa would be fantastic. I want Pat Foley to read the Marion Hosa book right. on this show, preferably. Hey, if 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 host is here, maybe because we'll be too starstruck to yeah. even say any here, words. Here, just read the book. If we're you, gonna host. You just want to read a few chapters for just us? Just read please. the book for <laughs> us. See, this <laughs> is, I, I'm still envisioning when this happens. I think just to be safe, the three of us need to write out our questions in advance, <laughs> and then if we somehow become just comatose, <laughs> Casey and Lawrence can just come in and read our questions for us, and then we'll just like <laughs> <laughs> like grunt our responses at Marion after he answers our questions. All right, so let's start with the old timers, oh, yeah. shall no, we? The pre nineteen eighty era, and I'm pre nineteen eighty, so don't be offended. Um, I'm not going first. I go first. I'll go first, first I because I didn't watch this man play, so I'm just going off of stats and what I've read about him. Uh, my induc- induction uh, yeah. inductee inductee nice. My inductee is uh, played for the Blackhawks in the sixties. Uh, was part of the nineteen sixty one. Stanley Cup team, uh, Kenny Warham, uh, former Blackhawk. He won the Lady Bing Trophy uh, in 1963, I believe, 63-64. Something I didn't know uh, about him in his career uh, that I learned today was that uh, he retired after the uh, 1968-1969 season after being diagnosed with uh, myocarditis. And as someone who lives with a heart condition myself, I resonate with that. So, uh, Kenny Warham is my uh, my induction inductee. God, I did it again. I am so stupid. Um, my inductee for the uh, pre nineteen eighties selection. Very popular player in his day. From uh, from what I hear. From yeah, no, my my dad was a season ticket holder through most of his career, and, and always had. Uh, Glowing things to say about him. I'm going to go with a guy that played even well before that. Uh, one of the real old-timers, Bill Mosienko, who played in the 40s and 50s. 710 games for the Hawks. 258 goals and 540 points. He also is a former Lady Bing winner back in 1945 for being the league's most gentlemanly player. And he still holds the record set in 1952 for the fastest hat trick in NHL history. Scored three goals against the New York Rangers in 21 seconds. That's impressive. That's a good shift. <laughs> yeah, that's like a glitch. That's pretty good. Yeah, still surprisingly, still the record. Amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Uh, mine is goaltender Charlie Gardner. Uh, he was the Hawks goalie for uh, for a few years. He won the Cup in 1934. Uh, seven years in goal for the Hawks. Two Vezina trophies. Four-time All-Star. They win the Cup in 34. 
two months later at 29, Charlie Gardner is dead. Oof. He had a brain tumor. And they said, like, towards the end of the cup run, he was acting erratically and not, like, really himself, but good enough anyway to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Charlie Gardner died two months after the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup at the age of 29. Absolutely tragic. But if you go through, like, hockey reference and go through the franchise leaders, you'll see, you know, the greats, Esposito, Belfour, Crawford, uh, Scott Darling's always up there too. (laughs) And Charlie Gardner is the other guy on that list of of great Blackhawks. So I think, you know, you're talking about a long time ago, 1934. Um, I think connecting... The organization's long history, and I think kind of what Danny Wirtz was alluding to is, hey, our 100-year anniversary is coming up, and there's a good percentage of our fans that really only know the last 15 years or so of this organization. Yeah. So I think connecting to the past is also important. So uh, Charlie Garner gets my vote for the uh, the pre-1980 era. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pick. And, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> there is something to, you know, connecting – generations of fans you know throughout throughout time and, and someone like myself you know I, I late 90s started getting into, into hockey and and the Blackhawks so I you know even <clears throat> you know even guys that that played in the 70s and 80s like I've only watched YouTube and and read about them so being able to you know connect to those uh, different generations is, is is something important. So when you're going all the way back to the original, yeah. you know, first two Stanley Cup championships in 1934 and 1938, I mean that's that's a long time ago, and yep. that that's that, that would something like this, like a Blackhawks Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor, or something would really be a, an an outlet for that kind of education and connection. They've got the space. That atrium is. There's a lot of open space in that atrium. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they get good use out of it with different events and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, they could definitely uh, um, put something in the atrium or, or somewhere. In the Just United move that, that weird statue that's in the middle of there. Yeah, put it no outside. One, I don't even know what that is. Put it back outside with the rest <laughs> of the statues. Talk about the Jordan statue. I was going to suggest moving the uh, that weird studio that's off the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> for yeah. nothing but horror stories come out of there. <laughs> Maybe in in time. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Should we go into the uh, the yeah. eight, the eighties, nineties, and today? Go ahead. All right. I will. <laughs> I will <laughs> the start best again. Of the eighties, nineties. Uh, this is a player I did the see. The Chid <laughs> <laughs> on six thirty. Chid. Uh, this is a player I did see play. Um, someone that uh, I I connected with with the uh, late '90s, early 2000s Blackhawks, which were terrible teams. Yes, uh, but someone who I think we've mentioned before, their legacy is is kind of not appreciated as much of, of how good of a player they were because they played in a bad era of Blackhawks hockey, and that's Tony Amani, former captain, uh, perennial 30 and 40 goal scorer. Um, you know, just a a, a guy who you know, was one of the best players in the league on usually one of the worst teams. So I, 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 I loved watching him play. Uh, one of the first players that I really uh, connected with. So Tony Amani is my pick. He was, you're right, electrifying on a team with nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, 40 goals a few times, I think. Yeah. Um, scored them. And he had this move where he would go forehand, backhand, forehand. And it worked way more than it should have. He was so good at it. 60% of the time, it worked every single time. <laughs> we could just, he had the ability to handle in tight. And I think one thing, now if people look at Tony Amani now, he's like my size, 
but he wishes he was <laughs> okay. It looks like he ate me, but he was fast as hell. Yeah. Tony Amani could fly, and he had the the mullet hair. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of times he did the DX after a goal. He was awesome. Like you could t- him and Jeremy Roenick for a time were best friends, mm-hmm. and Shocking. they had very similar personalities. Yeah. Then as things happen, eh, things get in the middle, so to speak, things and don't things happen. break up a little bit. Um, but. That's one way to put it. But they were very, very similar players, and it's a shame that Tony Amani, that his prime years in Chicago were missed by most people who mm-hmm. even considered themselves Hawks fans because the team was so bad. Alexei Zhamnov came in and really helped Amani a little bit. He was uh, Zhamnov was a terrific playmaker. I know people hate him because of the trade, but it wasn't his fault. Uh, Zhamnov was a grade-A second-line center. The problem was... The Hawks build him as grade-A first-line center, and he wasn't. So those two together, they they form some beautiful goals together. But, yeah, Tony Amani, absolutely. And I, I really don't like the fact that he has been – he's on the pain on my list. Like, he's not on highlights. Yeah. He's not in the game intros. He's never talked about. He's never referenced. Like, he's doing – last I checked, he's doing Bruins TV. He does, like, yeah – how is he not on every pregame show when the Hawks play the Bru? Like it's I don't know, it's weird. Well, I think no he, I connection. Think he's kind of trashed the Hawks a little bit. I think uh, so publicly. Yeah. Well, so I, but when so he have, played for so the have Hawks, many, so like, have many other. Yeah, know, they deserved right, it. I don't know. I, I love Tony question. Money. I loved him back in the nineties. Oh, yeah. he was awesome. But like, you know, I mean, he's from the he's from the Boston area. I think he's just probably you know he's he's clearly enjoyed retirement. Probably doesn't want to make the trip to Chicago. <laughs> a lot too of often. Dunkin' Donuts is what you're saying. I yeah. Hear. Well, we many, got those many here. things. Yeah, yeah, he's. I don't know. If not they, on every street corner, like in Boston. Well, <laughs> every other. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they bring him back. I know. I mean, you know, as we as we heard from from Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, they they're really into the bringing back the alumni, and they say they want to do a lot of it this season. You know, you got to get some excitement somehow. So right. I, it'd be interesting if he's one of those guys that they they welcome back and have a night to uh, give, you know, a one yeah. more shift or legacy night, whatever they call it. Absolutely, it would be a popular choice because, mm-hmm. as you guys said, in the '90s, early 2000s, he was the guy. Especially when everybody else started getting traded, he was he was the guy. And Dale Shytown in the, in the chat mentions another one that I, that isn't on our list for this. And uh, this cl- uh, class of our Ring of Honor, but uh, Eric Daze is another one who, yeah. along with Amani, one of the you know two of the f- first guys that I really connected with with the team. Eric Daze uh, got such a unfair treatment, yeah, because he was built like Eric Lindros, so people thought he was going to play like Eric Lindros, and he was not Eric Lindros. No, it, it, and 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 crippling back injuries. Yes, uh, he used to have to lay down in the aisle of the plane on flights. His back was so bad. Did but Russell Wilson do high knees over him <laughs> while he was down there? <laughs> Probably, yes. But Daze, you're right. See, I'm glad you said that because I'm very fascinated to hear you say that you connected with Daze because you were probably pretty young. Yeah, Teens. eight, eight, yeah. ten years old. Okay, eight, so nine, ten. guys my age hated him because he was not physical in an era of right. physical, physical hockey. Yeah. Like you're talking about. You already said Lindros, LeClaire, Renberg, the LOD line, Scott Stevens, Darian Hatcher. You've got guys that are out there to hurt you all the time. Yeah. And Daze was like, whoa, look, the Hawks have one of these guys. And he was 
not a perimeter player, right? But he was a he finesse was not player, not a power forward, like, not a power forward. So many right. times at the United Center in those that era, you would hear, you know, people call him Daisy. Daisy, yeah. Uh, you know, hit him with your purse, Daisy, was something that I would hear from our section all the time back in the day. So, uh, See, yeah, my, my small world view of of that era. My best friend bought a Daze jersey, so like I was always a fan of his. So, yeah. You know, 55 yeah. is such a great number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was part of it, too. Yeah. I wore that in football when I had the option to choose. Um, but when I saw Kevin Korchinski put on 55, I'm like, yes, that looks it just looks great. It I, looks good. All double numbers are cool. Double, double but to me, nickel. 55 is just such a great in all sports. 55 works beautifully. But yeah, Daze, 38 goals in 0102, mm-hmm. 70 points. Yeah. As Narfin says in the chat, he would thrive in today's NHL. Yes, yes. he would. He was born in the wrong era. Uh, yeah, if he, he played a, today, he was a generation ahead of yep, himself. If he played today's game, he'd be a star. I mean, not that he's achieved that this yet, but Kirby Doc, a similar big, but didn't play big. Yeah, right. Uh, he hasn't shown thirty-eight goal potential quite yet. yet. But that's sort of a you know, if if Doc played in in Daze's era, it would be like this guy's soft as a grave. He doesn't hit anybody. Probably. Yeah. He's a he's a finesse People guy. Are saying that about him in this era. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to go with my 80s, 90s, and hits of today guy. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my all-time favorite. He should be in the Ring of Honor just for his hair alone. Doug Wilson, Doesn't good old number 24. Nope, he, <laughs> he has his built in. Yeah, he um, made the thumbnail today. I was like, oh, I got to get that lettuce on there. Yeah, yeah though, uh, Doug Wilson, one of my all-time favorite Blackhawks. You want to talk about a guy ahead of his time? He was, he was a defenseman in the 80s. In a good way. That... Everybody wants today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his time. He played uh, 938 games with the Hawks. He scored 225 goals and 779 points as a defenseman in an era where you defensemen didn't really contribute. Like, you had Paul Coffey come up and really revolutionize that, and he was part of that line. He won the Norris Trophy in 1982, the first Blackhawk to ever win that honor. Um, so Doug Wilson, uh, loved him. One of my favorite players growing up, um, still looked weird when he was, when he, when he wore that sharks uniform for two, two years, but, yeah. uh, well, and he got honored by the sharks. Yes. Earlier. Right. But yeah, before the Hawks game, mm-hmm. um, you know, he spent a long time out there. I think most people today now associate him as a shark, not a black Hawk because being the GM there for so long mm-hmm. and building some successful teams, but I loved Doug Wilson growing up, going to the old stadium as a kid with my dad. And just when he took the ice, your eyes went right to him. Yeah. Because he was different than everybody else out there. That was in the Al Secor days. He's mentioned in our chat. And he definitely deserves to be in, in, in Ring of Honor. He can fly all the inductees uh, in on his plane. <laughs> there you go. Um, but like you had the guys like Secord and Larmer who were the blue collar get dirty guys and then here comes Al Secord to just, or sorry Doug Wilson that just makes things look so effortless was was you know one of the best skaters was probably the best skater in the NHL not playing in Edmonton during those times yeah seriously <laughs> and would whoop your ass too yeah given the opportunity yeah great player I love I loved he was way ahead of his time he was a two way off uh, defenseman in an era where there were barely any two way offensive you know yeah defenseman mm-hmm. yeah he was. A stud, and I always remember you said how he like would catch your eye. Part of it was one of the last guys to not wear a helmet in the league, um, but also he was like one of those dudes that wore like just like little strips of cardboard for pads, and just like <laughs> yeah. had, you know what I mean. Like there, it just looked like he had nothing underneath his jersey, 
And it was, he was just getting you with all of his muscle. And it, we keep talking about that Ice Guardian thing because we watched it three times. Um, <laughs> it was on loop. But, like, all those guys wearing, like, just, like, Velcro mm-hmm. <laughs> taped to cardboard as pads. And, and it's Wilson was one of those guys. Just a throwback. It's funny. you Like, a throwback, but a, a ahead of his time at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, I think he is uh, absolutely... Definitely worthy of, of Ring of Honor and maybe even more as we talk about. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that I, I would, I would re- have no problems if they retired his number. Um, so for me, uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Belfour. And uh, Ronick was the guy that got the hockey hooks into me. Um, but but guys like Chelios and, and Belfour were the ones that just didn't let it go. They were that, that Hawks crew was so cool. Mm hmm. They just had a, a swag about them they and a confidence the about them. <laughs> yeah, and Eddie Belfour was a red ass. Yep. He got in his crease. He was going to hit you. He'd fly off the handle sometimes. Uh, if he loses a playoff game in St. Louis. He's trashing the locker room. Yes. Yeah, he just – he is – Eddie is a character, man. And and I feel like the days of the character in sports are kind of going by the leeway, especially in hockey because, I don't know, there's not really – I guess Brad Marchand is kind of that guy. But there used to be a lot more of that in the game. And – Look, maybe it's not the best thing as a coach. You don't want a guy who's going to lose his mind all the time. But for fans, it's entertaining as hell. And, oh, yeah, Eddie Belfour was also awesome. Yeah. Uh, 415 games with the, with the Hawks, 201 wins, 138 losses, 56 ties, 30 shutouts, uh, 265 goals against, and a 903 save percentage. Uh, he was just awesome. He was awesome. And I'll never forget, I was at that game, triple overtime, Jeremy Roenick's last game as a Hawk. Hawks and Avs going back and forth. Wah versus Belfour. It was just one of the most magical sporting events I ever attended. It ripped the heart out of my chest. But to watch two guys in their prime going at it, and the Avs were dominating the Hawks. I think they had like 50 shots on goal or something when the smoke cleared, and Belfour was the only reason the Hawks were in that game. And to see him lose in that fashion was tough. But just to watch those two guys go at it, those two personalities too. Mm-hmm. Juan Belfour go at it, and I feel I feel bad for Eddie because he was always in Patrick Waugh's shadow. Yeah, because Waugh was the guy who was winning. He had a bigger personality. He played in um, Montreal, which is obviously the hugest thing. Then to Colorado, and they immediately win a cup. So he was always overshadowed. But man, Eddie was Eddie was such a cool hockey player and a great goalie. That's a guy we could probably get in here someday. And by the way, as as Dale brings up. His mask, the the, the, oh, the mask was, was awesome, was rad. I mean, that I, was and I loved evil. when he went on to other teams. He had the same mask, but in different colors. Yeah, colors. yeah. like yeah. green, yeah, green he, and black in Dallas. And like he started the colorways, yeah. just like all the Jordans do now. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was part of the uh, part of the character. Yep, loved me some Eddie. Ed Belfort was the first Blackhawks jersey I got with a num- name and number on the back. Nice, and then he was traded. <laughs> then I got a then I got a Chelios and then he was traded. Yeah, it started. It was the start of my uh, tradition of getting guys traded from Chicago by buying their jersey. Oof. It's a long line of them. I had that from interviewing guys. <laughs> ben Smith, Tanner Caro, Troy Brower. Come on down. Thanks. Come talk to Jay. I don't want to. <laughs> get traded. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to start warning people about it. Like just so you know, uh, when guys do this, they leave. I can't be blamed for Tavo, though. I was sick that day, and Barry Rosner uh, did the Tavo show yeah, at Pequods. Tavo at Pequods. God, that's that's now, that like, would have been a dream. They said it was a, a freaking dream. nightmare. <laughs> oh, of really? People. There were so many people there. Well, that's uh, not the most convenient location in the ew. world either. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. They usually don't have trouble bringing people in. 
Right. So then you bring in uh, our beloved Tavo, and it's going to make a nightmare. But, yep, I missed that one. So don't blame me for that. Damn it. Not my fault. He's part of my jersey collection of guys who got traded. The Rockford one. The Rockford one. Rock. I love that there's, one. There's the, I have the Nick Letty. I have a Brendan Saad, a Panarin, uh, a, a Versteague 32. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's, lots. Versteague 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eventually, you know, they're all going to be gone. So then they become vintage. Yeah. I think you're, you're, you're back. Your Belfour, your. You oh yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, well, the you the can bad part is I, yeah. I I I haven't been able to fit in those in like 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Bring them yeah, in here. I might. I might. Yeah, take they could both fit you. Yeah. They'll, they'll fit Mario. They're not fitting me anymore. All right, fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. Those are back when they were done by starter. Oh, oh that's yeah. how that was. My first is the the CCM uh, and it's a Savard and it's got the fight strap and everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. first one I bought. So my uncle gave me an Eddie uh, Eddie Olchek jersey. Um, Right after Olchek was traded, he's like, hey, I got you a Hawks jersey. I'm like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, wait, he just got traded. But it had Gunzos on it and everything, like, totally authentic. But the first one I bought was an authentic white uh, Bob Probert jersey. Yes. And I wore it uh, at my wedding reception. Everybody wore Hawks jerseys, and I wore that one. That's, that's like, still my beloved Hawks jersey. Nice. It's a good one. Sam in the chat wants 24 to hang in the rafters. He says Probert was the greatest Probert. Hawk. Uh, Dale says, "What is Gunzo's? Gunzo's is the hockey shop." No, he says, "Was was was? was oh, I'm sorry. Was, what, was it a Gunzo's? Was it a Gunzo's? The Probert one was not a Gunzo's one, but I got it at City Sports Lettering, which is where the Hawks went after Gunzo's. So I did get it at the place the Hawks get it made because I have, I am, I don't know if the word is a snob, but when I see a jersey that's not authentic, it like." Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. When, you, when you when you can see that the the logo is just not right, or the fonts Co- are wrong, colors a little wrong, or yeah. it's a little tilted, the or Blackhawk head is slightly looking up at you, yeah, or, or or the or the W is just an upside down M. Yeah, a lot player. of those Taze ones uh, going around. Oh yeah, yep. Shaw too. Yeah, because yeah. even if you buy a replica, like from Fanatics or 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 Foco or whatever, it's going to have the right fonts mm-hmm. and the approved logo. But if a hey my buddy he sells jerseys at the at the bar yeah they, they're authentic like no yeah it says tomes yeah I, <laughs> I I too try not to be like like snobby about it but all but I'm always just like eh, there's something off about that jersey you if know I mean if you're gonna look if you're gonna pay a hundred for a knockoff pay a hundred and eighty for a, at least like a quality replica right. I you just know? always get a kick out of the back in the day, you know, the guys that were sitting in the two hundred dollar seats in the one hundred level wearing thirty five dollar knockoff Chinese yeah. jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Those were that was a scourge for a while, man. Oh you, yeah, you'd be at a bar. Um, I used to go with my cousins like to Dingers and stuff on like on Western, and guys would just come in with like boxes. Yep, it's like these are not, but people are just like, yep, take my money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just it, it probably doesn't bother most people. No, but no. to me, I, I saw it one at me. I saw one at our Bears tailgate. Somebody had a like a janky Matt Forte jersey, and I was like, "That looks real bad." <laughs> it's like hopefully he's not listening right now. Bubbly, it was weird. It was weird. All right, let's go to the uh, post lockout era of hockey. Mario, do we want to talk about our sponsors before we do that? I guess so we, we don't. Do that's that. a good idea. I like. We don't that run idea. out of time. Are we running out of time? Are we getting late already? Yeah. Sheesh. A little bit. All right. 
Fine, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm just trying to make sure the lights stay on, right? Like, yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I'm very sorry, by the way, if you went with my uh, with my bet from yesterday, uh, Connor McDavid plus 800 to score the first goal. You did not win. Dylan Strom owes you money. Uh, take it up with him. Um, but it was still a value play. And he right. still did score. Yes, of course. So he scored you, the first Edmonton goal. He was minus. Yeah, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't as uh, exotic going with the first goal scored, if you did take the minus money for him to score a goal, you got your payoff. How good are you if you are minus money to score a goal? That's pretty crazy. damn good. <laughs> well, Drysaddle was also minus one ten to well, score. The thing and he's is, pretty damn good. When yeah. you go to the point things from McDavid, he's always minus point and a half. He's never. Ha- yeah. Most guys are half a point. Over under, he's always yeah. half Patrick, one and a half. Patrick Kane is always yep. over under po- one and a like half. Like you can't points. even bet like over half a point because they just assume he's getting a point. That's amazing. Well, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New users, listen to this: bet five bucks on any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. If that's not enough excitement. Turn those small bets into bigger payouts with those same game parlays. That's what we're talking about. I said yesterday, if you took the McDavid plus 800 to score first and Ovechkin to score last, it would have been plus 1,600. That's a huge payout for a small bet. Yes, the odds are greater, less, whatever, but it's a bigger payout, right? Those parlays are so, so much fun. You can find multiple bets you like. It's not just goal scoring. It's how many goals will be scored who will have the most shots, all those sort of things for those huge payouts. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet 5 bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, did you ever wonder why sunglasses are so dang expensive? Yes. 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 Well, so did our friends over at Shady Rays. So and they the set rent. out to change it and change it. They have. You do not have. You do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have got you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability. And styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program on all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Did you drop them in the lake? Are they swimming next to Mario's sunglasses in the <laughs> chain of lakes? Yeah, they need some Did they fall off a cliff? Did you lose them uh, up on the, observer, obs- the observation deck? Easy for me to say of the uh, Willis Tower. Well, they'll replace them, no matter how Hold you on. lost or did broke Did you just em. say Willis Tower? I did. Ugh. That's it. Ugh, get them out. Get over it. It's been 15 years. Get over it. Anywho, even with the, that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can assure you from wearing them for the past couple of years. They're just as good, if not better, than any expensive prayer you can buy on the market. Shady Rays customers will agree with that statement. They have over 200,000 five-star likes on their website. That's a ton of five-star reviews. 
we need to get a few more to catch up with them. Shady Rays also provides provides ten meals to fight hunger across America with every order placed, and have donated over twenty million meals to date. So not only are you going to look cool, you're doing something cool for those less fortunate. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And exclusively for our listeners, that's you guys, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use promo code CHGO at checkout and you will get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. I did not excel at math in school, but even I can tell you that's buy one, get one free. You can get two awesome pairs of sunglasses for as low as 54 bucks. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I like that math. I mean, you knew Dale Shytown in the chat whose avatar is Desir's is going to say no. It's Desir's Tower. I still call it Sears Tower out of habit, but I do like the... um, the I will always call it this corporation's name, not this corporation's <laughs> name. Yeah, listen, <laughs> Sears true. ain't sending me a check to say it anymore, <laughs> so they can, you know, they stop sending me the wish book, I'm stopped calling it the <laughs> Sears song. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's true. Exactly. That's true. All right, before we wrap up, we got to get our post-lockout nominees, post-lockout. of which there are many, many. Remember, we already, we've already said Taves, Kane, Hosa for sure, Seabrook, and Keith are shoe-ins. Mm-hmm. We're putting in Larmer. We're putting in Ronick on shoot, our own. Shoot. Those guys are getting their numbers retired. Yes. yes. So thank you for clarifying. For the ring of honor. Yeah. Uh, Ronick, Larmer, those are uh, automatic ends. Uh, I am going to go with uh, part-time broadcaster and handsome man, Patrick Sharp. Full-time handsome man. Full-time handsome man. Yes. <laughs> He's very part-time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in hey, a while. Mario's just going with number 10s. Amani yeah, Amani and, yeah, and Sharp. They can uh, they can share a, share a number stall. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. Patrick Sharp was uh, was was part of the Blackhawks uh, come up in the post lockout era. Um, probably as far as return on value, the best trade of that era, uh, arguably. And I, I think you know there were was he the man for those Cup teams? No. Do they win three without him? It's a harder path yeah, to do so. Not. So I, I you know he was. He was definitely integral to all three cups and one probably of the seven guys that were there for all three. He's, he's just not over that hump of being number retirement and, and and all that. And yeah, I think he's, I think his legacy is as is as a Blackhawk, even though he played games for the flyers and stars, it'll, for sure always be remembered as a oh, yeah. I mean, as long as in the Ring of Honor, you don't put a number 10, you just put his face, his yeah, beautiful, beautiful face. Yeah, yeah. It, it, if his number was retired, it wouldn't be the number 10. It would be Patrick, a picture of him. Just make the yeah. zero in his face. My wife would appreciate that very much. <laughs> I think many, I mean, his pe- face does, many people would. His face does belong to be immortalized wherever you put it. It, yeah. it is yeah. just a very handsome man. Yep. Uh, my guy is not quite as handsome, but uh, one of my all-time favorite Blackhawks, uh, I'm going with good old number 36, Dave Boland. Uh, just, man, you talk about guys that, that did they probably, he was there for the two cups in 2010, 2013. Do they win those two cups without him? Probably. It's a lot harder. But he played such an underrated, there he is. Ah, yes. There he is. Get Do him not block Hosa. Okay. Get him, get him <laughs> front and center. 
That's why his helmet is caved in. I was going to say, it's the JFK version of Dave Boland. Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Too late. Remind me Remind me to tell you a JFK joke when we get off the air. I'm not saying it on the air. Anyway, Dave Boland. Apologies if you're offended all, by it's JFK. It's just off brand for you, Mario. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I and called there, it that before. Have I not? I thought I did. <laughs> I don't no. think so. All right. Well, there you uh, go. It's uh, dark. I love yeah. it. Uh, anyway, Dave Boland uh, played over 332 games for the Hawks, had 70 goals, 168 points. But the playoffs is where he showed his value. 67 playoff games had 17, very appropriately, goals uh, and 43 points. Of course, we all remember him for that huge goal. In Boston, but listen, his job was to get Henrik and Daniel Sedin off their game for three seasons, and he did. The Vancouver Canucks hated mm-hmm. Dave Bolin and what he did. He, he was Brad Marchant, but even kept more his, kept his tongue in his mouth. Yeah, he was he was that guy that just walked the line and rarely crossed it. Like mm-hmm. he barely he did not get that many penalties. Um, he just knew yeah. how to press your butt. Dave Boland played hockey like when you were on family road trips and you would put your finger like right by your sister's ear. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm yes. not touching. Mm-hmm. That was how Dave Boland played hockey. To He perfected the art of being a pain in the ass. I always remember when he pissed off Joe Thornton. I was just so going to say, I remember, yep. I remember the, the 2010 yeah. conference final against the Sharks and he basically, Joe Thornton was never a guy to like, you know, retaliate Ever. like that, and he he basically made Thornton play like a, a thug against him because yep. he was so pissed to play against. He Dave got Bowling. people off their games. He got skill players to stop playing with skill, mm-hmm. and that was so effective. And then he would score a big goal when you needed it mm-hmm. to. Yep. We talk a lot about guys that needed to learn how to change the way they played to play in the NHL. He is e- exemplified that. He was a great offensive player in juniors. He had a yeah. fifty goal season for the London Knights. Yep. Mm-hmm. He realized right away, I'm not going to be able to do that here. So if I want to stay and be an effective NHL player, I got to embrace another role. He found it. He played it to perfection and is one of the most underrated guys on on two teams that were full of just superstar talent. All right. Before we wrap up, I'm going to give you a number. 1,605. That is career blocked shots for Nicholas Jalmerson. A lot of shots. The word warrior gets thrown around a lot in mm-hmm. sports. I don't think anyone in that cup era of great players who poured their heart and soul into those Stanley Cups, Nicholas Jalmerson might have been the dude who did it the most. That guy took a beating, shut down everybody, and you talk about Dave Boland, you know, finding a different role. I also think with Boland, had he been on a different team, he could have made a lot more money and had a lot bigger numbers. Nicholas Jalmerson's a number one defenseman on 31 NHL teams. He was number three in Chicago behind Keith and Seabrook, Mm -hmm. and he was a freaking master. Scotty Bowman compared him to Nicholas Lidstrom. Yeah. It's high praise. I mean, look, Nicholas Lidstrom is on the Mount Rushmore of NHL defensemen, and Scotty Bowman coached him for the maybe whole career or the vast majority of his career. career, For him to to even suggest – that you're on the same level as Nicholas Lidstrom is huge praise. And for me, in my lifetime, up one goal late in the game, he is the first guy over the bench for me. Mm-hmm. Ahead of Keith, 
ahead of Seabrook, ahead of Chelios. Nicholas Jalmerson's the first guy I'm putting on the ice yeah. with a one-goal lead late in the game. The guy was absolutely a stud for the Hawks. I do think late in his career, it finally became like recognized and realized by Hawks fans, so I don't want to say he's underrated. I think I've, Hawks fans truly do appreciate out, the he's outpouring Jalmerson. when he was traded. Yeah. You saw he's, exactly what he he's was. He's not underrated in Chicago, meant. but he's vastly underrated everywhere else. Yeah, that's Around true. The league, yeah. That's true. If there was, you know, the Norris Trophy goes out to the best defenseman. If yeah. the Norris Trophy went out to the best defensive yeah. defensive defenseman, Jalmerson would have at I least always, one. I always, I've been saying that for years. The Norris Trophy should be for the best defensive defenseman and then give out the Bobby Orr Trophy for the best overall defense sure. or best offensive defenseman. Yeah. Because it seems that the guy that gets. Wins and Norris is the defenseman that had the most points. If you have a defenseman that puts up 90 points, but they're, you know, even, yeah, that's not good. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. I think there should be two defense defensemen awards, the Norris and the Bobby Orr, and Jarmelson would have won a couple of those Norrises if it was based on just mm-hmm. defensive hockey. Yeah, agreed. If you're looking at the YouTube, uh, make sure you smash that like button. What you see on the screen, our Ring of Honor, we'll put that out on social media as well later in the day. The inaugural. Um, Hypothetical so, yeah. Ring of Honor cast. That'd be a fun party. That would be, be a, a really time. fun party. All right, before we wrap up, one final reminder. Tailgate Sunday, CHGO, uh, Chicago football, tailgate, Chicago versus Detroit. We're starting at 8.30 this Sunday until noon. Goose Island will have the beers out there. Uh, we're going to have great food out there as well. A DJ who rules. That guy's awesome. Um, you don't need a ticket to the game, but you need a ticket to the tailgate. Get it at allchgo.com and one heads up for hockey fans i don't we don't like to promote other podcasts on this show but once you've listened to everything in the chgo catalog for every team wayne gretzky was a guest on this week's uh, smart list podcast hmm. with jason bateman will arnett and um, sean hayes and it was really really good so hockey well, fans <laughs> go listen to uh, wayne gretzky with smart list i don't think their podcast really competes with our eh, podcast all that much does You'd it be are they They've a hockey also had, podcast uh, with sean hayes what's that is sean hayes on a hockey podcast he is now he was today i guess so. <laughs> i guess right. if with wayne gretzky's gretzky, on guess, there it's yeah. a hockey podcast um they also had brandon shanahan on there a few months ago but gretzky told a story about how right after shanahan retired he called him and lamented the fact that like i can't fight anybody anymore <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was a great interview and gretzky really kind of opened up and showed his personality so worth a listen didn't uh didn't will arnett do uh, a Brendan Shanahan impression. Oh, I don't for, know. For like, was it the ESPYS or something? Or might have been the NHL awards when Shanahan was the the head of uh, player safety or whatever. I think he. Oh, I yeah. think he did like for like the NHL awards. He did like. Uh, I think you're. Right, Hi, yeah. I'm Brendan Shanahan. Like, it, like a, it was a, like it was a Will Arnett impression of Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> remember too, he's the one who was talking to Patrick Kane on ice, and didn't he say like, "Are you going to get traded?" Or yes, something like that. Last last season uh, on TNT, Will Arnett was on and asked and interjected. Uh, it might have been Gretzky, inter- like interrupted him and was just like, "Hey, I got to ask, are you which one leaves first, you or Taze?" And Kane was like, "Uh, <laughs> that's right." Like, kind of had to laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Arnett is a is a huge, huge hockey fan and a player. Well, he's Canadian, so, so yeah. So makes, check makes that sense. out. It was a good listen. I enjoyed it. He's a Leafs fan, so haha. Yeah, poor bastard. Mm-hmm. All right, it's his let's, choice. Let's wrap things up. Thanks to Lawrence for running the show today. Also, Lego. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at two thirty. 
And as the show's been going on, we have made progress on both Bernie Nichols and Marion Hosa. Oh, so when we get confirmation on both, we'll let you know. Bernie Nichols, by the way, Ring of Honor, do it up. He should be in the freaking Hall of Fame. You're right. We'll talk to I him about that right there. soon. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.